Thanks for tuning in to Starting 11 on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome back, everybody. The starting 11. It's back. And no, no, I'm not wearing this mask because of popular demand. It's our special Halloween week edition of starting 11. Goddamn, there were some nightmares this weekend. I can tell you. Now, a little housekeeping. First off, uh, Adelia still recuperating from back surgery as you guys know been out the last couple weeks managed to try and drag the show along without her now of course that's the company line guys between you and me since she was a little girl delia always had a dream that dream be a lion tamer at the circus. She's been studying. She's been working. But it turns out lions are vicious animals and want to kill her. So she had to drop it. But that doesn't mean the dream has to die. So Adelia, unbeknownst to the rest of us, has been slowly ha- learning how to Ride a unicycle. We've always heard that she's had uh, some skills as a juggler. So she's juggling, riding a unicycle. What in the hell are you talking about? Oh, hi, Adelia. Hi, Snark. Uh, I'm a a unicyclist now? I would say... uh, well, not professionally, not yet. I I don't even want to think about how long it's been since I've ridden a bicycle, let alone even think of attempting to ride a unicycle. It's got to be half. It's got to be twice as hard to ride a bicycle. There's two wheels. Mm, I don't know. Listen, I didn't even mention the part that you were going to be doing it on a high rope. Yeah, no. Me and heights do not get along. Didn't have to be really high. Still. Just 30 feet or so. Enough to make Robin an orphan. That's it. Robin? Yeah. Wasn't his parents, the, weren't they some kind of high wire acts? Or, oh, they were. Oh, yeah, that's were. right. That's right. They were. They circus were. freaks. They were circus freaks. I'm not saying you would have been. <laughs> Far from it. What I am saying is, welcome back to the show, Adelia. So I don't have to hear the sound of my own voice all the time and what it tells me to do. Thank you, Snark. Thank you for holding it down the last couple of weeks while I recuperated from the back surgery. I would oh, have much rather oh, yeah. been on here than you did have back surgery. Having the back surgery. Yes, I had back surgery. Hmm. 
That's weird. That's not what I thought at all. Anyways, <laughs> we're back. We're back talking. Now, if you did have back surgery and we're recuperating, wink. Well, I can't wait. Wink with this thing. Wait. Wink. Uh, <laughs> did you have much time to watch the matches this weekend? No. I uh, I slept most of the time the matches were going on this weekend and really only watched Arsenal's, but I'm here anyways well, to talk about these things with you. So what happened this weekend? I am, I'll just say this, I am a little envious. If having back surgery would have helped me not watch Chelsea, take on Brighton, I would have been a much happier man. That was... Yeah a bad morning for me it was a bad morning uh it's like it's like brighton got to live out the jilted lover fantasy you know what i mean <laughs> graham potter graham potter moves on to bigger better things drops them like a sack of potatoes to go to the bright lights the big city the fame the fortune you know all of it Goes back home, and the Seagulls, for their first time in their history, not only do they beat Chelsea in a league game, they humiliate and absolutely thrash them. 4-1. It was never close. Uh, yeah. Like, Trossard's goal was five minutes in, and that just set the pace. Two own goals by Chelsea because they were getting folded in on themselves. There is nothing there. There is nothing. Like, y- you could see how much this team needs Reese James. How much, like, like and N'Golo Conte, if he was back, sure, that's a difference. But here's the thing. Chelsea have millions and millions and millions of pounds of players waiting to play. Now, none of them. Like, they were playing Raheem Sterling at right wing back. Again, it doesn't work. Raheem Sterling. They spent all this money on him to score goals. He's had three goals this year. Three. On yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. And I think uh, Potter's been helped out a little bit. He's uh, he's put formations onto the pitch uh, that don't work, and they seem to be able to uh, switch things up at uh, halftime because they've held it close. Either. Uh, uh, scoreless at the half like they were against Man U. Uh, but this time, down 3-0, there was there was just nothing left. Havertz got one just as the uh, uh, second half started, and then there was nothing else. There was no pressure. They were never troubled. Where is the goal scoring? This is this is Chelsea Football Club. This isn't uh, your run-in-the-mill Joe Blow nose-picker club. It's Chelsea. And they can't score. Well, they well they can score. They have no problem scoring on themselves, it seems. I absolutely didn't. And then Kepa getting injured. So Kepa's out. He was the one bright spot over the last few weeks. I thought he played really well. Put Mendy back in. Mendy was okay. Letting the one goal. It was dying time and stuff like that. We were out of it. We were pressing and we couldn't do anything. So. 4-1 final, uh, a disgrace, a disgrace in Brighton. Graham Potter, yeah, yeah. Graham Potter, 
uh, I think st has to start figuring out this club. Uh, enough's enough. Well, there's two weeks now, two weeks to go until the World Cup. There's two match weeks to go to the World Cup. Uh, Chelsea's currently sitting in six out of European competition. And then you see other teams and how they're playing. Where do they make up this ground? Even Man U. Man U's starting to get it together again. They're starting to figure things out. And Chelsea's being left behind. And it's frustrating. As a fan, it's a frustrating time to enjoy Chelsea football. But also, this is a product of like four different people's visions of how a football team should be. So... I won't like it's not going to be like it was. I don't think it won't be like back in uh, the Roman days where uh, I don't think like, yes, we have sacked a manager this year, but I think Potter is going to be able to sit in there and get the players he needed. Uh, but things have to change. Kukurea, come on, buddy. Is this guy been a mistake or what? Oh my God. And the money they paid. And then he gets to play with his old coach. Like, I don't, I don't understand um, how difficult it is for Chelsea to find goals this year. Uh, yes, Reese James would be a big help, but if you're depending on goals from your backs and goals for your backs to set up, then it's not great, not, not ideal. And I don't want to get off on too much more of a rant about Chelsea because I'm going to go to sleep crying tonight again and i did enough of that this weekend <laughs> and it's unfair all right moving on god damn it god damn it i'm sorry snack uh what are you gonna do what's gonna do uh let's talk uh luster man city real quick uh the foxes actually played them pretty well uh i don't know if you saw erling hall and missed the match some kind of ankle issue yeah so i was injured yeah, yeah, I would have said, you know, yeah, plenty of time to rest up because you're not playing for a whole month. Erling. <laughs> uh, but what a shot by Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but off a uh, off a free kick and just picks the top corner. Lovely. A lovely bit of business for Kevin De Bruyne. What are you going to do about Man City? Well, I should talking to the arsenal fan here like the, when those teams play oh my goodness it's, it's just quality there's quality up and down the roster goals from everywhere uh but the one thing you can always say about each of them is their defense but hold they held the foxes off the sheet which is you know they should but uh yeah a one nil a one nil lead a one nil win uh man city just being man city you're not going to be able to Stop them if you're the poor foxes, that's for sure. Uh, the next match I wanted to talk about, and then match. Okay. So there's a couple of things, Adelia. Mm -hmm. I hate when Chelsea lose. I hate it. Mm -hmm. I do love when other teams lose, though. I yes. love it almost as much. You know what I do not love at all? What? What? When some bottom feeding club is leading a team, let's say, let's say Tottenham. Let's say we're talking AFC Burnsmouth versus Tottenham. And Burnsmouth has a 2 0 lead and they frigging blow it. 
and give up three goals in the second half. Yes, to a superior Spurs club. That seems that nobody's been able to figure out how to defend them in a set piece, which is bananas. So all they do is score, and they didn't even get one from Harry Kane. But yeah, uh, it was what, with uh, two minutes into extra time they scored or something like that to win the game. Uh, Burns Mouse at home couldn't hold it down. I was gutted. I think I think I was more disappointed in that because I was I was watching the Chelsea game as it was going on. I had to go back to watch uh, the uh, the Burns Mouse uh, Tottenham game, and I was like gutted. Like I last I saw was the score two nothing at the half, and I said, okay, this is this or two nothing just after half. And this is going to be fine. I don't have to worry about this game now. I'll just focus on this, and then I'll pick myself up. I'll pick myself up with a Tottenham defeat after I watched Chelsea get trounced. And, yeah, there was no picking up. It just got worse. It's just like someone ran over my ran over my foot with my stolen car. Like, ugh, awful. A terrible, a terrible time. Yeah, Davies. Yeah, there were nice goals. Davies was good. Uh, yeah, whatever. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Boris Mouse, you don't have to do much, but just hold on to a 2-0 lead. That's all he had to do. Buggers. Uh, the Brentford Wolves game was also interesting. It was, uh, it was only, it was a one-all draw. The goals were whatever. Uh, <laughs> Diego Costa, maybe his best match in a yellow shirt. I'll have to say. That is, of course. Until seven minutes into a ten, like, and again, what is with all the goddamn uh, uh, extra, t- like, extra time played in extra time? I think there was two or three matches this week where they had ten minutes added on. I think one was at the That's end of the first crazy. half. Yeah, there was three of them. So ten minutes added on into a one-all game. <laughs> and uh, oh, what's the name of that poor kid? Ben Me. Ben Mee, who scored the goal for uh, Brentford, was uh, defending in the box in the seventh minute. And for some reason, Diego Costa was just uh, up at the top of the box. He was being held on to a little bit. And so in uh, classic Diego Costa fashion, turned around and headbutted that poor guy in the face. <laughs> oh, God. Nobody oh, saw man. it. The- the cameras, like the cameras, aren't on it. So the uh, the announcers are talking. And they see this guy on the ground, and it's like, well, what the heck is this? I had to go to VAR. I think the VAR took about fifteen seconds, and they just still, yeah. <laughs> Poor Diego Costa. I love you, Diego Costa, but you are bananas. And just boom, like a little boom, right in the face. This kid down, uh, and it was legit. There was a, there was no fake in that one. That kid went down. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, an interesting end, uh, end to that match. Uh, Diego Costa might not, uh, might not see the pitch for a couple of games here. He, uh, he may have the next little while off because I could assume he's at least going to be suspended would, for the next match. I would think so. Yeah. Headbutt I, like that. Get set off by VAR. Definite suspension. Yeah. Maybe two. So he may not be able to suit up again. Until after the World Cup, that's if the Wolves want to keep them, which is a shame. Uh, what else we have? We have Palace and Southampton, which was a pretty entertaining match. Uh, Edward, Edward, 
was the game winner. He also had another one called back uh, for offside. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a pretty good uh, uh, clean sheet by Guaida, the goalie there for Crystal Palace. Uh, I don't know uh, how happy it is to make you to see uh, Patrick Vieira win football game still. Uh, oh, it does. It, it does. does not make me happy. I can I tell you that. So. Is one enough, if you ask me. As long as they're not against Arsenal, Patrick Vieira can coach Crystal Palace to all the wins he wants. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Speaking of thrashings, a team very much on the rise. Newcastle decided to hand it to Aston Villa this week. Uh, yeah. Always, always happy to see Aston Villa take a stomping uh, four nil, and it wasn't even that close. Uh, yeah, there's not much you can say when it's four nil. Goalie didn't have to work hard. We scored. Joe Linton had a really good game. Uh, Miguel Almiron again a goal scorer. We talked. I talked about him. Uh, I believe on the last episode, just picking out players I I can see quality from in Almiron. Oh my goodness gracious, this guy. Like I said, Newcastle, they have all the money, but they sp- spend it well. They, it's not like they're breaking the bank. They're just, yeah. they're finding uh, quality players. They're playing a system together. They can, you can see the cohesiveness there. They work well. It's uh They've got a good manager. They got a real good manager. Uh, they stress me the fuck out because they ter- yeah. they are taking Chelsea's spot. I don't see they are they've gotten into such a groove, into such a run. We'll see what happens at World Cup. Hopefully there'll be injuries. Hopefully there'll be a swath of injuries, but that's the only way I can see Chelsea even trying to get back into a European competition this year because uh, yeesh Newcastle is really on a run. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, man, you just ahead of uh, uh, Chelsea now, too. So we'll see. Um, Fulham and Everton played nil-nil, but it was a good game. Um, You know, I think Lampard should be pretty happy that he got the point at the cottage. Uh, Silva should be a little... uh, a little upset with his team, but they had some good chances. William, I thought William played really well uh, for Fulham. It's fucking weird to see him in that shirt, though. I could tell you that. Just it, it, like the face and everything looks right. Like he looks like him. And also, I believe he's now the highest cat Portuguese player in in uh, Premier League history. So good on you, William. Um, Isn't he Brazilian? Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I mean Brazilian player in uh, in uh, Premier League history. But yeah, he's played a lot. Played yeah, he's a played a lot in the Premier League. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pickford, that's a great day at work for Everton in the net. He deserved that friggin' uh, clean sheet. Um, yeah, a real good match. Now, again, Man U and, uh, and uh, West Ham. West Ham. Come on. Who cares? Uh, Rashford, a real nice header. It was a nice cross in, a nice header. Uh, that was the most uh, pressure, I think, in the match. It just led up to it. Uh, a header goal, no real fight back uh, from a from a Man U team that you know questionable defense. So I don't I don't 
I don't know if they're just not prepared, West Ham, but look for coaching changes soon there. Now, I've rushed through that one because I want to get back on the show, back active here. Let's talk Arsenal 5. And Forrest, who kept it close, zero. They kept it close. <laughs> that was keeping it they, close? They deserve to lose by more. Yeah, uh, Forrest were not good at all. Um, no. But uh, amazingly, if you can believe this, that was Arsenal's first clean sheet at home in the Premier League this season. I can believe it. They're de- like we've talked about it before, how their defense is, is hit or miss and usually miss. But you can yeah. out- they can outscore their troubles. They would have outscored a million troubles, it looked like. On Saturday. Yeah, um, I was, uh, I was. Get, maybe it's just the the Southampton effect from from last week, mm. but I was a little concerned when it was only one nil at halftime that this was going to be one of those games where Forrest would come out with renewed energy and and nick a goal, and then it's you know where what's happening. Um, that did not happen. Arsenal came out after the break and just took complete control. Not that they didn't already have control, but they took complete control at that point. Talk, and... uh, let's talk about uh, a guy who never uh, hit the score sheet, who got two assists and was all over the place. He, he's the guy who drove the play, and that's Gabby Jesus, and who was yeah. absolutely terrific. Uh, Martinelli with the first goal was fun, but uh, uh, you also wanted to talk, uh, talk about... Uh, uh, Reese here as well. Um, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, Reese Nelson's. That says he only scored in the league once before. Is that yeah. Right? His first uh, goals for Arsenal for like two years in the in the Premier League at the very least. It might be overall. He's just been hit by injuries and he's been out on loan. He's come back. He is an incredibly talented winger, and I feel like he can fill that like backup role for Saka really well. Saka obviously got kicked really hard and kicked out of the game, basically. Like Forrest just being Forrest, I guess. It's like the play on these these kids sometimes for Arsenal to just kick them out of the game. Well, they got Saka <laughs> out of that game, and Reese Nelson came on and scored two goals and almost had a hat trick. He was terrific. So. He was great when he came on. Yep. The thing about Reese Nelson is sometimes in the past he's come on and you can tell he's nervous. It's the big stage, you know, the Premier League and all this. He didn't seem that way when he came on in this game. Yeah, it didn't look like uh, Forrest struck any fear. No. <laughs> no. He did not seem afraid of anybody for Forrest. And he did really, really well. He got the two goals pretty quick succession. The, yeah. Those four goals they scored in the second half came pretty much back to back to back. One off and, a lovely pass from Jesus as well. Yeah, Gabriel Jesus was uh, really, really good. Um, I feel like we left him on as, you know, trying to get him a goal. He hasn't scored a goal in a, a few weeks. So yeah. um, some idiot picked him to win the, the golden boot for the league this year. I can't remember who did it. Yeah. Um, but that was before we knew Holland was a Ugh. machine. Yeah. What a, Frankenstein's monster. Uh, yeah, it was party time too. Party scores a goal. Your captain. That was a great a goal. goal from Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odegaard with a, go- a good goal. They, they were all really good goals. I thought. 
So it yeah. wasn't like a nothing fluke about the goals. Like they were deserved for the way they were playing. Um, I was just really impressed with what I saw, especially when they came out and just sort of like were cutthroat at the beginning of the second half and got, you know, pressed the advantage more. Because that's my one real complaint about the first half is we scored the early goal like five minutes in or whatever it was. Back and then bit. we sort of sat back like Forrest were defending with everybody. So you have to break them down, obviously. But and that we just seemed to be like content to be a goal up because we knew Forrest weren't a threat to score. Like, I can't even remember how many touches Ramsdale had the entire game. Not many. So um, I was, I have it written down. It's maybe the easiest clean sheet he'll ever have in maybe. his entire career. They had, I believe, two shots on net. Yeah. And, it, and it's not like there were strikes there. He had to jump and stuff like that. It's like he just had to be in the way. That was it. Yeah, there were no real bad um, moments. The, the, the worst moment defensively was when Gabriel uh, Magalliais just basically uh, passed the ball straight to a uh, forest player in the box and Ben White uh, made the block. That might be one of the worst passes I've seen an Arsenal player make in some time. But it didn't cost us anything because Forrest weren't really all that much of a threat. And we were already, I think, 5-0 up at that point anyways. One thing you but can I'm... take with you is that isn't the worst pass of the week. That's no. coming up next. But we'll okay. talk, let's talk a little more about Arsenal first. Um, I'm wondering if they went into, uh, into the half and uh, Arteta had to mention how bad City beat these guys. Like, listen, they hammered these guys and it wasn't close. You guys are letting them hang in there. Go show them who you are, for Christ's sakes. Because yeah. yeah, it was a it was a different it was a bloodthirsty Arsenal squad in the second half, and I yep. was terrified. I am just really um, happy with where we happen to be. I mean, we still have the the Premiership top of the table, which yep. I'm shocked about. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that at all. I don't think we're going to win the league. I mean, City averages 92 points in the last five years. I read so. I don't see us beating them this year, but like get us to six games to go and we're still in this position, then maybe I'll think we might, but. Yep. I could see you guys hanging in there. Why not? Uh, yeah. You guys are playing every bit as well as city. Uh, you guys score goals up and down your lineup, just like city. I think when it comes down to it, uh, I would imagine that your defenses are pretty much the same. I think you have a better keeper. I am not sold on the goalkeeping in City, but I really like it in Ramsdale. Uh, so if it came down to shots or something like that, for whatever reason at some point, uh, I would see, I would go advantage Arsenal uh, for goal scoring. You know, you have to be able to shut down one guy. Uh, or so you'd think. Except yeah. they, you know, they could just push De Bruyne up, they could push full, yeah, phone up. There's so much there's so much quality. They, they, like, it's they gonna have be, so much talent. We were robbed of that game in the midweek. Uh, I can't wait to see City versus Arsenal. Uh, you know what game I did see? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw Liverpool versus Leeds. Now, uh, interest. This is interesting. Uh, it was like an early Halloween treat because like, I think it was in like the uh, was it the first five minutes or something like that. And after like for some reason, uh, Leeds' goalkeeper had, did something stupid. 
they get the ball back. They're going up the uh, the pitch. Joe Gomez uh, wins possession. And he passes back to Allison. Allison, for some reason, was in a weird area of his box. Gomez put it into what should have been kind of a safe area. It was a, it was, the pass was too hard. Uh, well wide. Allison looked like he fell asleep, not expecting the ball back, even though Gomez was looking that way. And Rodrigo was right there, bounce on it, and a quick. Yeah, I, I saw that pass. Oh, that was bad. Awful. That was awful. That was uh, Chelsea versus Leeds. Bad. Awful. 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 Uh, easy conversion there for Rodrigo. Uh, but after that, uh, Liverpool took over. They were everywhere. They were hammering them with chances. Uh, Salah finally gets another. Sh- Gets another one to go, and he looked terrific all game. Uh, <laughs> it's we're expl- I'm explaining that Liverpool was terrific. Leeds were not. <laughs> and then the 89th minute, just a simple play by Somerville. He's in the box. Doesn't look threatening. He has a uh, two guys around him, and he just puts a soft shot on net. And it just bounces in. It bounces in. Like it, like it, it looked like Allison didn't even try. It just watched it go over his arms. It was the slowest thing. I've, one of the slowest goals I've ever seen, especially from that spot. And Liverpool are sunk again. That's four losses. Four losses for Liverpool. They're through 12 games, four, four, and four. Unbelievable. It's, it's- they're in ninth. Yeah, it's been a it's been weird to see Liverpool this bad this year. Like they lost Mane, and that was yep. a big loss. But I didn't think it'd be this big of a loss. Getting uh, Darwin Nunez and stuff, or Nunez from uh, you know you'd think that with the money they paid, they'd expect more. And he's another headbutter, a guy who's lost time for headbutting this year. It's, yeah. it's just strange. Nothing seems to be working for Klopp. I'm not going to cry for this, except crying with joy. Is that still a thing? Do people still do that? Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, I'm going to do it. Uh, it's, the, it's it's about the small victories for me this weekend, Idelia. Chelsea awful. Spurs come back from two goals down in the second half to win. That makes but, me angry. Mm, <laughs> I didn't but, notice that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, another Liverpool defeat. And and they were looking class. I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, this Alain uh, Melier was the goaltender uh, for Leeds. And he was absolutely terrific. I think he made nine saves. There were none of the, well, maybe one of the rolling in kind of things where you drop on it. But he was reaching out. He was running to get into position. He held that club together. He should be the player of the week in the Premier League, despite all the goals that everybody else scored and stuff like that. He was that important to the win. Uh, good job by Melier. And uh, I wonder if this, uh, uh, with the World Cup coming up, he's the French goalie. Uh, I wonder if he uh, gives uh, Loris a little run for his money. Uh, Loris, of course, captain over in. Idiot Bills, Tottenham. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. Yeah. I'd like to see a little 
goalie controversy there. Something just to play with Lawrence's mind. I'd love it. I'd love it. Anything. But that's the week. Now, as always, we did our picks leading up to this. I gotta say, it's it was a pretty it was a pretty close week. Was it? It was pretty close. Uh, one. It was final score was seven to five. Now, uh, we each do we each get a draw right? We each got a draw right. Hmm. One of us got a draw wrong. Okay. Proved to be a bit of a difference, but it wouldn't. It wasn't the only difference. I think somebody only had three mistakes. That person who wins seven five was Adelia. Adelia won. Wow. Going away, no problem. Uh, the ones you miss as uh, uh, you picked a, a, a Brentford to win over Spurs in that draw. Yeah, uh, we both picked Chelsea, like idiots. And uh, Liverpool, we both picked Liverpool, and those are the only ones you got wrong. You got the two upsets and a draw that didn't come in. Wow. Yeah. I'm shocked. You were bang <laughs> bang on there. Now, so what's the season standings? Oh, you're you we're you've got two, and we tied a week. So, uh, I'm still I'm still ahead. Sorry, yeah. you have three now. I believe you have three, and we have a, a drawn week. So yeah. yeah, it's inching closer. And you have you're on a bit of a heater over the last uh, five uh, weeks. I believe it's uh, your three one and one. I've gotten a sense of what the teams are actually like at this point. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the season, it was very rough for me, picks-wise. Mm-hmm. It took you a bit to get going, but as soon as you did, yeah. oh, my God. And then we had that one week where we were terrible. It was, <laughs> I think the score was two to minus one. So, yeah, yeah, that was not good. But we're pulling it back together. If you would have been betting this week, you would have done pretty good. Of course, we also would have bet Chelsea and Liverpool to win, but. You know, yeah. there's that. Now, let's do this week. I got you, just in case uh, rehearsals went long. I got you to send in your picks for the week coming up. But mm-hmm. I haven't done my picks. So Leeds and Burnmouth started off the week. You picked a draw here. Yes. Now, I think that's a. I think it's a fair pick. I just thinking that maybe Leeds can piggyback off of that win against uh, win against Liverpool and Bournemouth are the same squad that dropped points to Tottenham. So I'm going to pull the first game. The first game, we have a difference. I'm going to go for Leeds for the win. Okay. City Fulham. You pick City. City. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous to think that Fulham – well, it's not ridiculous. Fulham's it's not been... ridiculous. Yeah, Fulham's been decent, yeah, but they're, they're not, not the... city. They're not winning at the Etihad. Yeah, oh, there's your uh, <laughs> Forest and Brentford. You know what? I, I went for Brentford. You went for Brentford. Forest is a funny team. Uh, they had that huge win against Liverpool, uh, and then they put in an absolute stinker. So, which side is it? Uh, Brentford yeah. has trouble scoring goals. It's in good old Nottingham. This is a match I'm going to say is a draw. Okay. Wolves and Brighton. 
you pick the Seagulls to win. Yep. Wolves are going to be without a striker, obviously. It should be obvious. Uh, and be. even if even if they, you know, even if Costa plays, it's a, I think it's still a, a relatively easy pick for Brighton. You are right there. Everton and Leicester. This is a tough one. Did you pick Everton because they're playing at the Mercy side? I mean, yeah. Uh, Leicester's been playing better recently, but I still just have very little faith in them. Since Everton's at home, I figured, you know, they probably can at least score a goal, get well, a win. They, bo- they both had trouble scoring goals this week. They, Everton is at home. Leicester, I thought, played City very well. If they play the same kind of defense... Uh, against uh, City, they should have no problems with Everton. But can we expect a team that has been so inconsistent to find that consistency two weeks in a row? I don't think so. I think you're right. I think Everton's going to win that match. So yeah. I'm picking Everton as well. Now, uh, first off, this next match is uh, Chelsea Arsenal. I'm going to say, how dare you? How Unbelievably dare Did you honestly expect me not to pick Arsenal in this match? At Stamford Bridge? At Stamford Bridge? With the way yeah. Chelsea's been playing? You're right. Uh, I, You know what? If I was a saying man, of course I'd pick Arsenal. But how fun would it be if I picked Arsenal? It's like, yeah, we get it. Arsenal should win. How fun would that be? Would not be fun at all. It would be baloney, and uh, pardon my pardon my language. It would be rancid baloney. I'm going to pick Chelsea in maybe the upset of the year so far. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but uh, I don't know about a, that. Maybe but... the upset of the week, upset Chelsea the week. to defeat Arsenal. Maybe they can get it together. We play so well against Arsenal, and it's at home. And maybe they're shamed. And maybe they'll be threatened. Who knows? It's the most difficult C I'm putting down of the year. Yeah. But, yeah, at least it'll be fun. It'll be fun to bring up next week. Once I cry myself. Cry myself to sleep. Uh, Villa, Manchester United. You've got uh, Manchester United. I yep. think that's an easy call, uh, especially the yeah. way Villa looked this weekend, getting their teeth kicked in by Newcastle. Man, Does Villa have a new better. manager yet? Nope. Uh, yes, they do. Uh, they hired the guy from Villa Real, and it was um, – oh, why can't I remember his name? He was a, Unai he Emery. Was, right. He was an Arsenal manager. He was Arsenal manager. I feel sorry for the Aston Villa fans. Yeah, uh, he's his. Uh, well, you, you know, he does good in Europa League. He's a good Europa manager. He wins that. Maybe it's Aston Villa going to get to the Europa League. Yeah, uh, yeah, no kidding. But uh, uh, yeah, his uh, work visa uh, doesn't take effect till November first. So yes, he will. He will be Villa Park <clears throat> to lose to Manchester United this weekend. Man United. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Southampton, Newcastle, Newcastle, you pick Newcastle, Newcastle. I pick what a run they're going on and should have no problem with the Saints. None. Yeah. Okay. West Ham and Palace and you're picking a draw. This is your draw. Yeah. This... yeah. I don't know why, 
I just, I, I have no faith in West Ham. I have no faith in Palace, really. Palace should be able to beat West Ham, but it's at West Ham, so I don't want the draw. Palace has played, has been playing better. They got two guys that can put the ball in the net: Edward and Zaha. I think, I think the quality Crystal Palace has should be able to beat a team like West Ham. So I am picking Palace. Now, last game of the week from Tottenham's ridiculous new NFL base, or probably stadium, taking on Liverpool. You got Spurs at home. Spurs at home. With the way Liverpool are playing, I just... They're playing decent, but they can't seem to get out of their own way sometimes. And... Spurs are too good that if a team like Leeds and some of these other teams that have beaten Liverpool this year can beat Liverpool, Spurs can beat Liverpool. Here's the deal. I think Liverpool plays well against top-tier talent. Uh, yeah. for, I, I think for some reason they uh, – uh, I don't know if they just throw in a half-hearted effort against the teams they feel are beneath them in quality and it bites them in the ass – uh, but just look at the match against City. Uh, best match of the year. The they, played City, so, yeah. they played so well. They played well against and, Arsenal. And they too. played well against Good. Arsenal. Our Spurs, who can give up goals, ready for an upset at home. Another one upset at home. I think they are. I think I'm going to pick Liverpool in this just to okay. go nuts. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Why not go nuts? Yeah. Here. Oh, Liverpool. So, it's, I have not heard a single kid. It's, it's early evening here in Canada. I have not heard a single kid uh, at the door for candy yet. I remember mm. when I was a kid, it was like 4.30 or something like that. Like, who cares for dinner? We're going to go get candy. Yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Also, one thing I've noticed. It does in certain places. Oh, yeah. It does in certain places. I was talking to our buddy Ryan Christensen earlier who had 100 oh, something a kids already. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, what did you yell? Like, uh, is that an American thing? Like yelling trick or treat? Trick or is treat, that, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't what I had growing up. I think ours is a very English way of doing it. Like, we would sing, like, Halloween apples. That's what we could say at the door. Halloween apples? Halloween never, apples. I've yeah. never heard that before. Now you go to the door, ring doorbell, trick or treat, get it's some candy, changed. leave. It's changed. Like now kids are saying, uh, once once at a blue moon, I'll still hear Halloween apples. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's trick or treat. Trick or treat's taken over now. Um, but it doesn't matter to me because I made sure all my lights were off and I put the, uh, you know, made sure that uh, all the television was done and stuff like that. Wife's hiding in the bedroom. It's like, we are not giving <laughs> out any more candy to kids. Plus the kids that most of the kids that come by now are like 18 years old. It's like, go yeah. get a job, you dummies. <laughs> kidding me? We had a neighborhood-wide uh, thing on Saturday. So all the kids came trick-or-treating in the neighborhood on Saturday. And we haven't had any trick-or-treaters tonight because of it. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 
What were your favorite? Like, I remember when I was a kid, I was the weird one. I wasn't a huge chocolate bar guy. My favorite ones were, like, you get, like, popcorn balls or uh, candy apples. Those are my two favorite things. And I yeah. think if anybody handed out those things these days, they'd go to prison. Yeah, you probably, unless they're prepackaged things, not going to have the parents let them eat, the kids eat them. Do kids get pissed off if they don't get chocolate bars in these days? I don't know what kind of candy the kids like these days, because it's been no. probably almost 25 years since I've done any of this Halloween stuff. Oh, I'm not in charge of manning the door. My, my mom buys a bunch of uh, chocolate and fun-sized candy bars and things to give to the, the trick-or-treaters, but... How much How know. much are you hoping that no kids come by just so you can get out that candy? Um. Well, not really. I'm not a big chocolate person. Oh, so. you're smart. Yeah. See, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm on a diet, and I'm not allowed to have chocolate and stuff like that. But goddamn, I would be like this, yeah. lying up that bowl. The wife would have to hide it from me again. Uh, so this has been Halloween talk on the special <laughs> special edition of the Starting Eleven. Adelia's back, everybody. Yeah. And depending special on edition feel, of Starting Eleven. Yes. Where you're in a mask, mm-hmm. I have a tiara on. It's right. been a little different. It's, yes, and we'll see what mask I wear next week. <laughs> oh, you're gonna wear a mask? Not Halloween in November. It's not Halloween yeah. next week. It's Canadian Halloween. It's Canadian Halloween. Do, okay. Yeah, we just do things different here. Uh, Adelia, are you? Hopefully, you'll have a little more rest. Be able to watch a yeah. few more games this coming week. But I am so thankful I didn't have to talk this entire episode myself and basically have to listen to my own thoughts, which are disturbing. Well, I am glad to be back. I will hopefully be back again next week with having watched more matches than I did this week. Sort of a last minute decision to come on the show today. So nice. I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to talking about Arsenal versus Chelsea with you, though. So. Yes, that, of course, the highlight next week, Arsenal versus Chelsea. Will this show survive? Arsenal v. Chelsea next week. I think it will. Because will. I, I really uh, I don't have much hope for do my you, boys. Do you, know, do you know why it will survive Arsenal versus Chelsea talk next week? Uh-oh, so we're going to be why? on YouTube soon, Sark. Oh, a YouTube. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the Let's Get for Ready free. Network has, for free, no Patreon exclusive videos anymore. The Starting Eleven back catalog and Starting Eleven will be on YouTube starting in mid-November. Uh, the Let's Get Ready Network now has its own sports-centric YouTube channel, Let's Get Ready Network, the highlights. Search for that. You should find it, and you can subscribe there. On that channel right now is Ferris's interview with... Uh, sports writer Jeff Perlman. He's a New York Times bestselling author. He wrote a new book about Bo Jackson. Different kind of football, I know, but it's an excellent interview, and you should check it out. And subscribe to that channel. And then starting around the mid-November, we'll start having Starting 11 on that channel every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific. It has a broadcast time and everything. It has a broadcast time now. And I'll have to wear a shirt every episode. Yes. God damn. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want a boring follow, you can follow me at Snark Yeti. You can follow Adelia Campbell. It's right there on the thing. 
guys yeah. right there. At Adelia Chambo for the audio listeners. I'm trying, I'm slowly figuring out what direction is which to point at things. Yeah, which yes. direction to point, yeah. Thanks for watching. Oh my God. Can you imagine Arsenal, Chelsea next week? And we'll talk to you after that. See you next week, guys. Thank you.